Hey everybody, today is Friday, August 25th, and this is the first episode of Season 2 of The Sportsbook Sharps. In the studio today, we've got me, of course, the host, Andy Royce, here to bring you a jam-packed second season with all the gambling tips and tricks that you need for the football season and the college basketball season. Uh, we're joined today in the studio by my brother-in-law, Greg Dooley. Glad to be back. Glad it's football season, finally. Glad to make some money. We've survived the summer without much gambling, and it's time to get back into the swing of things here. We got a packed show today. We're going to talk conference realignment, college football rule changes. We've got the first episode, a stay frosty for everybody, a week zero of college football preview. I've got an old man yells at cloud moment. And then we've got some lock of the week and then updates for the show coming in the future. Let's jump into it. Conference realignment. Greg, you got anything you'd say about this? What an off season it was for football. Well, college sports. Well, yeah. I mean, does anyone really care about the Pac-12? That was okay. So that is the summary of what I had to say about it too. Do they the Pac-12? Care? I, I don't know if they care. I don't know. I don't think they do because they blew it all up for a couple of bucks. And I, the Pac-12, they kind of did it to themselves. They never. I, we have all the channels. We have Directv. We have everything. We have two versions of Nickelodeon. We have two versions of Ion, like all these different channels. Never, ever could I even offer any amount of money to DirecTV to get the old Pac-12 channel. It's, it's insane. It's insane. How could you not? People bought DirecTV to get the Sunday ticket to watch football. And to not ever come to a deal with DirecTV is just ridiculous. It made no sense why I couldn't watch it. Not that I'd want to watch a lot of the Pac-12 stuff anyway, but as a gambler, oftentimes you put a little bet on a game that maybe kicks off at 10 or 11 at night on the East Coast. Ride the rainbow. So, yeah. It's not even Pac-12. Yeah, especially college basketball. A lot of almost near midnight tip-offs for the Pac-12. So, as a gambler, I would have loved to have watched it or had it on the TV check in on the score or whatever, but not even an option anywhere. I don't even think you could buy it, like stream it or anything. I don't know. I never cared enough to look into the streaming thing. But uh, they turned down a really good offer. So what happened, I'm sure most people know, the Pac-12 pretty much is blown up. They still, it's been weeks now, still haven't come cobbled anything together to save it. I mean, there's quite a few schools that are still in limbo. Uh, you got talk of the Mountain West. You're even whack teams showing up. And joining the Pac-12. There was talk of the AAC. I mean, talking about a coast-to-coast conference, it just doesn't yeah. seem feasible. Yeah, um, something about the merger with the ACC, too. Oh, this just sounds awful. I just, I don't understand uh, where it's going to go. I, I actually saw a study recently that said 55% of fans were unaffected by the conference realignment. So that just shows you there that no one cares about the Pac-12. That's true. So, but yeah, I just got back, spent the weekend in Washington, in Seattle. You could literally see... The football stadium from the Space Needle when you were up in the Space Needle. I didn't think I saw a single uh, Huskies t-shirt, hat, whatever. I didn't see a single thing. I saw some Kraken stuff for the new hockey team. Seahawks. Uh, oh, tons Mariners. of Seahawks. Seahawks were in town, so that's kind of hard to – but, yeah, a lot. some Mariners, not, not a lot of Mariners, but, like, Washington football uh, for it kicking off in the next week, 
nothing. Not probably, a, anything. Probably see a supersonic strip before you see a husky. Strip. We did see supersonic <laughs> stuff. In fact, in the the little known fact, I didn't know this until I was in Seattle. They actually kept the old uh, supersonics stadium. They refurbished it. They lifted the roof off of it and built the hockey arena. That's what the hockey oh, arena wow. is. Apparently, the roof is a landmark. It's not a very exciting roof. I don't know why that's a landmark, uh, but it is. So they preserved the roof, built everything else underneath of it. Uh, I guess it was quite an endeavor to build that Kraken Stadium, but it sits on the side of the old Supersonics uh, Stadium. So that was kind of a cool little history thing to learn. But So my thoughts on the conference realignment are um... – the current playoff, the contract ends in 2025. Mm-hmm. I really expect the SEC and the Big Ten to push for just their teams being in the playoff. It's going to be a Big Ten versus SEC. I think they'll do that, or they'll do a thing where they each get four out well, of the 12. So yeah, they get eight well, out of 12. I mean, let's be honest. Who outside of those conferences with their current their, – what they're Notre realigning Dame. to? Notre Dame. Who, who is – Wake up the echoes. Clemson, wake up the stir up the echoes. Uh, maybe it'll force Notre Dame to finally join a conference. Well, that would be I true. Mean, I, I don't know. I don't um, care if they're left out. I, I really don't care. But I mean, the pack, the, the Big Twelve probably have some people that could argue it. Is Oklahoma moving? Oklahoma and Texas are moving. They're to moving. SEC. Okay, so I that's mean, one. Who do you have? Houston, TCU. They're in of, the Big Twelve the Big now. 12? Yeah. I don't see. I don't even know who's in what. Cincinnati. Are they in the Big Twelve this year? Yes. Oh my. So is Oklahoma and I knew UC. for one more year, and then they're moving. So Houston and UC are in now. And UCF and BYU. I know. I'm, I'm going to need a map. When I'm betting on Saturday, I'm going to have to sit down with a spreadsheet to know who goes where. And if I'm betting a Big 12 game, I automatically have to bet the over because it's a Big 12 game. Like, it's in my head that they – play basketball on turf so i don't know i'm gonna need a map maybe i'll put a map up in the basement here and uh we'll we'll put all the conference pins in and we'll just we'll keep them so they're removable because they keep changing so yeah i i I don't have much to say other than pack the same as you pack 12 who cares um for football especially like other than usc 20 years ago uh when they were paying reggie bush to play there um, I don't think they've that really anything ever happens there. Oregon's always a wild card, but they're moving now, so they're not going to be in the old, whatever's left of it. Um, and so is USC for that matter. So like whoever the and four Washington. that are left, yeah, Washington, yeah. So the four that are left, uh, there's no there's no history there. There's no great teams there. So I don't know. Um, and even in the uh, nine years that they've been doing the college football playoffs, even the committee ignores them. They've only made it twice. I looked it up. Oregon made it in the very first year. Surprising. Ohio State. I, I knew that was coming. I, I should have known that was coming. And then two years later, Washington was in, which surprised me. I didn't realize they were ever that good at football. Um, and that was it. And then the seven other years out of four teams, they got none. So, like I said – it's realigned. I'm going to hate it when I'm watching Purdue play basketball and it tips off at 11 o'clock because they're playing at USC or at Washington. I'm absolutely going to hate it. Um, but I hope that their fans enjoy when they tip off at seven and it's four in the afternoon there. So I guess they should have taken care of business and kept their or conference noon, together. Noon football games. At 9, noon football. 9 a.m. 
Pacific time. Yeah, have fun with that. So uh, just a quick note on college football rule change, and this is important to gamblers out there. I was looking at some of the spreads this weekend. Hard to say, week zero, only eight or so games, and they're really bad matchups, so it's it's hard to say. But the rule change is now the clock will run after an offense gains a first down, except within the first two minutes or last two minutes of each half. That's a big change because those refs were always slow. Like it took them forever to move the chain, spot the ball. Like you could always come back in college football. And now there's going to be less comebacks and there's going to be less total points. And the I don't know if Vegas, I don't know if they're sleeping on this or the apps, like their algorithm didn't adjust it or I don't know, but it looks this weekend, the point spreads looked high. Well, I, I honestly, I don't think it's going to affect much on the over under. Uh, I think college football teams for, for the most part score very quickly and don't use a lot of the play clock unless it's late in the game, which uh, from what I understand, the like you said, the last two minutes, two minutes, it'll still stop. It's still going to stop. Um, but I, I think it's a common sense rule change, but my issue with it is that it's being implemented under the guys that speeding up games for viewership. But the real problem is here is the incessant reviews after each and every play. Preach. Preach. I mean, I don't mind it every once in a while. Go to the bathroom, get a new beer. Right. It's The reviews are ridiculous, as are the commercial breaks. And it's not just in college football. No, like no, every sport. Fine. I will say baseball – uh, I think it's hot in the streets right now because baseball made all those changes and the games are way down, but those were material changes. This isn't as material. There's also not unlimited reviews, reviews in baseball. In college football. Yeah, that's a there good There isn't point. even an NFL. Right, right. Yeah, that's and, true. I understand scoring plays, turnovers. Those are necessary, but we're reviewing targeting. We're reviewing uh, spot of the ball. It's just ridiculous at this point. Just play the game. Right. Well, in the age of you know, affordable 70, 80, 90 inch TVs and stuff. Yes. Like, I don't understand why they still watch some of these reviews. The ref trots over and watches it on an iPad. It just makes no sense. He's got to sit there and pinch the screen and zoom in or do call up. I don't know how they do it. They put that little flap over and you can't see what's going on, but it's ridiculous. They should have a guy that is just doing that, like just sitting upstairs. I'm, I'm sure there's gladly be somebody that would do that and watch all the reviews. They need to really speed that part up. I do think, we'll see. So you don't think the scoring's going to be lower? I think the scoring I, I will be lower. I don't think it's going to be as drastic as some would say. I think it will, because I don't think they always have their stuff together. I, so those those seconds that tick between when they were moving the chains and stuff, I think that'll. I think you'll see some scoring down. I think that'll be one of the stories of the season, is that I don't think the time will change that much, but the scoring, I think, will go down. Yeah. So we'll see. Uh, all right, let's jump into it. Stay frosty. We're coming in hot on the stay frosty this season. We didn't even wait for one game to be played. Now, mine, I guess there were games played because I'm Very doing nice. a ba- I'm doing a baseball one, and this guy just rubs me the wrong way. He's always rubbed me the wrong way. I didn't like him when he was on ESPN when uh, Tim Kirchin would stuff him into lockers on ESPN because he just doesn't know what he's doing. He's shown time and time again that he doesn't know what he's doing as a manager of a baseball team, and he didn't know what he was doing on TV, on ESPN. I'm putting the Mets manager, Buck Showalter, on Stave Frosty. He's a grumpy old man who's one less than Morris Buttermaker, 
Most times he leaves an organization, they improve. The Yankees in the early 90s, he leaves, and Joe Torre wins a million championships there. Um, Arizona, he leaves. Uh, TV announcer Bob Brenly wins the very next year after he leaves uh, and beat the Yankees that year. 22 seasons he's been a manager. He's only had six playoff appearances and zero World Series appearances. And the Mets are absolutely abysmal. They're laughing stock of the MLB. They they had all the money. The highest They've, payroll ever, right? Right, the yeah. highest payroll ever, and they can't even compete for a wild card. They were sellers at the they, All-Star well, break. Well, they so, not just were sellers. They sold Verlander and are still paying him. They paid to get rid of him. Right. They improved the team. They won 100 games last year, paid all that money to improve the team, kept the core players around, and they've won 58 games so far this season. Awful. It makes no sense at all. It has to be managing. The players, a lot of them, like I said, were holdovers, and then they paid to bring people in, and it just didn't work out at all. So my first day frosty of the season is going to Buck Walter. And, Buck, don't get any ideas. Go – Go to some online publication if you're going to get back on TV. Because I didn't like you on ESPN either. Stay frosty. All right. My stay frosty. And I feel like this one should be sponsored by Icy Hot. Oh, boy. Because it's a hot hot take. Stay frosty moment. Are you ready for this one? Yeah, I'm ready. I don't know what this is. Icy Hot. You had me thinking Shaq or something you put in Shaq on. Ryan Day. What? Whoa. Oh, my. Let's start with the obvious here. He's lost the last two years to Michigan. Yeah. Including getting blown out at home last year. Oh, boy. I mean, that immediately puts him on the hot seat, right? That does. Uh, You can't lose to Michigan. On the face of it, he's been successful, obviously. He's reached the playoff three out of four seasons in Columbus. But Jim Harbaugh might say some people were born on third base and think they hit a triple. Um, Was that a Jim Harbaugh saying? That is Jim Harbaugh saying that about Ryan Day. Um, 2019, they lose to Clemson in a controversial Fiesta Bowl. I wouldn't know much about it because someone had to get married that day. Um, and that wasn't Ryan Day. Yes, it was. His first season. In 2020, they beat Clemson in the semis, but got blown out by Alabama in the national title. Uh, 2021, losses to Oregon early, which they looked absolutely awful. And then they lost to Michigan mm. to get knocked out of not just the Big Ten title game, but a possible playoff bid. They settled for a win against Utah in the Rose Bowl, uh, which they were even – it was a little dicey there too. Last season, they got trounced by Michigan at home. Then they lost a close one to Georgia. Yeah, But, yes, the success has been, that, been there for Ryan Day, but he needs to show he can win a big game. I mean, expectations yeah. are much different at Ohio State than, say, Uh-oh. Uh, don't say it, Michigan. Oh, I thought you were going to say Purdue. No, no. <laughs> well, that's that's. I thought yes, you were going to say. Obvious. Oh, okay. Um, there it is. Therefore, he's he's feeling a bit frosty to me, at least. Um, for a betting note, last year I know it's a little bit to go off of. Ohio State was five, six, and one against the spread, and they hit the over nine out of twelve games before the Georgia. Wow. Um, So that's something to think about. Um, Replacing Stroud's not going to be easy. I was going to say, you got a new quarterback. So it's going to be important for Day to pick the right quarterback because if he doesn't, with the AD retiring this year, there's a new regime coming in. Oh. He could be left out. He's got to go. If he loses to Michigan, he's got to go. He's got to. You cannot lose. At Ohio State, you cannot lose three times in a row to Michigan. Correct. The people will get their pitchforks in all of Ohio. And I'm people. 
Yes, yes. No, and I, yeah, he has no shot. So, yeah, he better stay frosty. Yeah. All right. The week zero preview. We do not have a lot to talk about with this. Like I said, this is probably the weakest. It should be spelled week with an A. This is the weakest week zero opening I think they've ever had. I guess they're kind of giving up on this. I don't know. It used to, they, there were one or two marquee. There were a bunch of bad games, but you'd have one out of conference big game that they would sell on ESPN or something, ABC, somewhere. The ESPN primetime game on Saturday night this week is University of Massachusetts at New Mexico State. That's really bad. I, I think they're overselling Notre Dame in Ireland. They do, but it's in Ireland. Okay. So I think yeah, it's – Scott Frost about going to Ireland and playing. Yeah, well, he didn't coach long <laughs> after that game. Yeah, last year, what was it? Nebraska and Northwestern? Northwestern, yes. Yeah, they went over there. Uh, but, yeah, so Notre Dame plays Navy in Ireland and USC hosts San Jose State University. Those are the only two ranked teams playing this week out of the top 25. Every other team has a week off, and they play next weekend. Uh, so not a lot. Again, back to the Pac-12. That USC game is on the Pac-12 network, so nobody will watch it. So you only have one ranked game you can watch, and it's at like 2 or 3 in the afternoon on Saturday. Everything else is not that exciting. Uh, got some quick bets for the weekend. Oh, I like this. this. Let's hear why it. not? I mean, why not? Uh, put them into a round robin. Uh, got USC minus 30 and a half against San Jose State at minus 108. Um, Hawaii and Vanderbilt, I have over 55 and a half at mm-hmm. minus 108. Uh, is that they, in Hawaii? That is at Vandy, I believe. Oh, okay. Uh, is that an early kickoff? I wonder what time that kickoff sure. I don't is. remember. I got Navy plus 21 versus Notre Dame in Ireland, minus 115. Got the money line on New Mexico State versus UMass, minus 245, because I think UMass might be the worst Division I college football team. They're Division One. Yes. I didn't even know they were Division I. And got money line on FIU at Louisiana Tech, which is an upset at plus 360. Mm-hmm. That Vandy game, Hawaii-Vandy, is at 7.30 at night. Okay. So the Rainbow Warriors, it'll be like a noon kickoff for them. Well, maybe. Are they nine hours? Six hours. Six. I don't know. Time zones, how do they work? All right. That was it for the Week Zero preview. Like we said, not a lot. We'll get into it more next week with Week 1 coming up. But I have uh, just a moment here. I need to do an old, yeah, uh, old man yells at the cloud moment. Microsoft. What are you doing? I go to type up the notes for this uh, podcast. My word has expired because of the new Microsoft 365. You got to always be in the cloud. I don't know if we had a credit card tied to it or whatever. I don't know why, but I was so infuriated by everything being the software as a service now that I just moved straight to Google Documents. I'm done with Word, I'm done with Excel. Google does it all, they do it all for free. I have cloud storage, I can access it everywhere. Microsoft is so slow at that. And the final straw, my workplace uses Microsoft, which I I like Microsoft as a product, but they messed up Outlook. It's been the same almost for 15 years, Outlook has. I don't know why all of a sudden a week or two ago they moved the buttons on the bottom left corner that you would click to go to your mail and your calendar and other items 
some reason they decided it was a good idea to put them on the left sidebar and it is driving me nuts. I double click to get into my calendar on the little calendar thing and then I can't find the button to do it. That's such an old man thing to yell about the technology. I feel like I'm ranting about when Facebook changes or whatever, but I just can't believe it. Uh, it annoys me and it's made me so mad that I'm not even going to pay to update our, our office subscription. I'm just done with Microsoft Office. I'm on to Google and uh, that's my yell at Microsoft moment. Fair enough. <laughs> that just infuriates me. Used to be able to buy Word. I said I was done. I'm not done. Used to be able to buy Word for like $60. You get the whole thing and you'd have it forever. Yeah. I don't understand. It drives me nuts. It's so expensive. I'm paying for a million different streaming things already. I'm done. I'm cutting this one out. I'm done with them. Ugh. Speaking of that, okay, now I'm um, rant continued. Going down the hole. And then this is my last part of the rant. That new X, it used to be called Twitter back in my day. It was called Twitter. Now it's called X. I thought maybe... I would pay a few months to try X premium or whatever, see if we get more people to listen to the podcast, see if we can push social media a little bit more. If you pay for it, I think your clicks go up, your views go up, whatever. So I thought I'd try that because I don't really do the podcast in the summertime. They inactivated all my accounts. So I had to reactivate it. Everything was still there, but they won't even let me pay the $10 a month for a premium subscription so because like I've been inactive for 30 days. Yeah. Elon Musk doesn't like money. Huh. You heard it here first, folks. Wow. So that yeah, also made enough of it. I have beef with technology this week. All right. That's it. We're done. I'm done, I guess. Greg didn't really have anything to yell at. I'm done yelling at things for this week. Let's get in to the locks of the week. Greg, you want to go first or you want me to go? I can go first. All right. Uh, lock of the week, uh, since Mike extended it to, I think, September 4th. Mm-hmm. That's all right. Um, I'm going to go with Florida at Utah over 45 and a half. Um, I feel like Utah's offense built to score 45 on their own, especially they're at home. Uh, last year's game was 29 to 26 in the swamp, so that's an easy cover of what we see now. Um, Florida had one game last year where they gave up less than 17 points. That seems like a lot for a Florida defense. They even gave up 31 to Vandy. Yeah. That's a lot. That is a lot. Um, Cam Risen's coming back for a senior year for Utah. I feel like he's an electric quarterback. I expect big things from them, even if they are from the Pac-12. Um, I randomly hit on top of that. That's So that's my lock of the week. Uh, my wife had a lock of the year. Oh, um, I randomly asked her to name a team she thinks is going to win a national title. Uh, so backstory on that is I had 92 cents left in a betting <laughs> app months ago that I didn't really like the interface and I didn't feel like depositing more money. So I said, pick a team to win March Madness. Well, she picked UConn and I got them at plus 3150 with a profit boost. So I won about 30 bucks on that 92 cents. So there you go. I'm riding with her luck. She chose Alabama. I got that at plus 738 with a boost. So let's see if her lock of the year pays off, even though I'm rooting for Ohio State. That's pretty high, plus 738. It was plus 600 without the boost. Oh, yeah, the boost helped. Okay, that's really high for Alabama. I guess they're sleeping on them because they haven't won it in the last Georgia's couple of years. In their conference. Yeah, I know. I get that. But, like, I don't know, Saban, yeah. you can never really count him out. I don't know. 
All right. That was Greg's lock, my lock this week. We're going back to the rules changes. I think scoring is going to be down. This team runs the ball. They run the triple option. All they do is run, run, run. I think that'll slow the game down with the clock running. I think that'll shorten it, and I think the under will hit. I'm giving you Navy at Notre Dame. Uh, hopefully the luck of the Irish are on my side, and they score under 49 total points. Excellent pick. Uh, I also think the game being in Ireland will screw them up a little bit. So I'm hoping that factor, along with the rule change and uh, a bunch of Irish, drunk Irish people in the stadium, uh, hopefully it gets it under. I mean, like you're talking triple option, Navy's got the ability. Before the clock changes, they were having – Six, seven, Low even eight-minute drive. Don't you think 50 is pretty I, high for a Navy absolutely. game? Absolutely. I don't know. They're dependent on Notre Dame to score quickly. Uh, yes. I just don't Which see. they might. But Navy has the ability to take the air out of the ball. Mm -hmm. I, I, I'm with you. It screws up your offense. 50 points seems a little ridiculous for this game, especially All right. week one. So we got uh, – this is week zero, Greg. Oh, my bad. This is week zero. We can't call it week one. I don't know. The apps have said week one. I think if you go on the gambling apps, it might also say week one. I get, maybe they're not even going to call it week zero anymore. Uh, so that's going to do it for this week's show. We got a lot coming for you this season. Uh, this was just the first of many shows coming up. We're going to drop them every Friday morning at 7 a.m. It'll be on Spotify, the podcast. I'm going to link it up so it drops every Friday morning. So you got a fresh podcast when you wake up on Friday mornings during the gambling season. We got a new dog new dog alert uh stanley pucci he's a bernadoodle and he is going to be making picks alongside breeze uh so i think we'll do maybe some sunday night football picks we'll do breeze with the thursday night football and we'll do like stanley's sunday pucci pick um those will be on our TikTok at tss gambling um what else x tweets I'll be on those as well. Uh, hoping to do a lot more social media content on TikTok and are they X. Tweets or are they X's? I don't know. I don't know. I already yelled at technology, so I'm not going to rant on it again. Although I am going to say I, I think they're called X's now. I, X X I is it is it I I don't know. Sure. Anyway, they'll be there. They're tweets. They look. They used to be called tweets back in the day, and they're called tweets still. I I'm call them you. tweets. I'm with you. So yeah, we'll be on that. And maybe I'll even get premium figured out with X sometime this season. And maybe I'll continue my fight with iTunes and Apple and still not get this podcast listed on there for over a year running. I don't know. I can't figure that one out. So maybe we'll be on iTunes one day, but for now we're on Spotify. So check us out there. Anything to go with Greg here? I got nothing. Uh, I guess Andy just wants to tell you to get off his lawn. Get off my lawn. That's my old man thing. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll see you next week.